Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of Sword and Shield. This is uh, Chief Master Sergeant Howard, uh, 960th COG Superintendent, and today with me I have... Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Groning, Maria L. 426 NWS Commander. And? This is Chief Master Sergeant Yuki with the 426 NWS. And? Lieutenant Colonel Greg Black, 426 NWS. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. So uh, we're... I have a few questions about uh, what you guys do, and I'm kind of hoping you can uh, help uh, all our listeners learn a little bit about the 426 uh, Network Warfare Squadron, right? You guys do some awesome things. So um, I'll just jump right into it. What EFSCs do you guys have in your unit? We have 17 Deltas, 17 Sierras, one Bravo 4s, and three Deltas, three Delta Zeros, and three Delta 1s. Okay, awesome. So a number of AFSCs, really cyber-centric, um, and a little bit of comm as well, um, and then some intel mixed in there as well, right? Oh, forgive me. Yes, we have intels. We have our, our 1N and our 14N as well. Okay. Um, I was wondering if you guys could kind of share from your guys' perspective, what do you do as a unit, you know, in layman's terms? We do cyber defense okay. as a standard fare. That is uh, one of our biggest mandates as far as the Air Force and the Air Force Reserve is concerned in terms of cyber mission uh, support. So we are here to defend the AFNET as a as a day-to-day operational requirement. The chief can can go down the the nugget points of, of how we do it specifically uh, per AFSC, but that's essentially what we do as a mission set. Awesome. Chief, want to look? So with that, it's it's uh very closely related to cybersecurity is how the outside civilian world would, would label and classify it. Uh, we operate in in blue space mostly where we're we're hanging out on the AFNET and making sure that there's no bad guys in, the, in our networks and things like that. Um, and then we have the the whole gambit of support to accomplish that. So we've got our, our 3Ds and a wide smattering of them who, who actually maintain and uh, help develop the system where it needs to be developed and manage accounts and things like that. Um, and then we've got our operators, our 1Bs and our 17Ss who, who actually go out and, and do the cybersecurity portion of it. And our Intel folks who go do the, the Intel collection and they kind of help guide and direct the mission sets that we do as far as uh, where we're looking specifically and what we're looking for. Okay. So like on the operation side, uh, you have the 1B4s and the 1Ns, and that's also your, your 17 Sierras and, and Deltas. So um, that's very operations focused, right? So um, anything you can kind of give us to what that workload looks like, I mean, without getting specifics or classification. Absolutely. So on a, on a regular basis, uh, on a, a regular basis, was every single day there's alerts being fired. Uh, the alerts are are generated by signatures that are written. We have folks in the squadron who write signatures, which is just a, a fancy way of saying, hey, if this type of activity or if this type of traffic is going on on the network, it fires an alert. Okay. And our operators will get out there and every every time when they come on shift, they get on and they look at the different alerts that are out there and they'll grab one of those and they'll start investigating it. Okay. Um, and as it develops, if it turns into something something more than we get, we get other 
specialties involved in, in really figuring out exactly what it is to respond to it, to isolate it, to, to deal with it, uh, and then to turn around also and, and learn from it and say, okay, well, this is what we saw in the network. So let's make, let's improve our signatures for next time. Let's, let's work on, on making it so that that has even less of a chance of getting in. Okay. Um, but if it's not firing just a signature, we have folks who actually go out and do specified searches doing based on the different behavior, na- network traffic behavior, the different uh, ones and zeros that are going across the lines and saying, Hey, this, this does not normally fit in that in the, the realm of what we see. So let's take it and dissect it and look and see what it might be. Okay. And some part of that too, it, from a from a mechanics standpoint, from a system standpoint, that's our day-to-day operations. A lot of that can also be driven by the Intel folks that that special inputs that come in through the intelligence um, pipeline can drive a lot of the information or the direction by which we search and look and review mm-hmm. the information as well. Uh, so when they plug in the intelligence, it gives us a really good look to vector us uh, as to, to where we need to investigate certain things or at least review certain things. And if it comes out to something of an investigation, then that just, you know, magically appears in that in that process. So um, there's a, a huge driving element from our Intel folks that, that I want to kind of highlight there because it seems to be disappearing in the communication. Uh, they're, they're a forgotten entity and I don't want them to be a forgotten entity in this process. They're very much a huge driving element to that and a, a very, very important part of what we do as a, as a domain. Okay. And I like to, to make correlations, right? Being, uh, that are, they're non-cyber specific. So if I, if I'm a non-cyber individual, tell me if this seems wrong. Uh, it's almost like you guys are similar to security forces, right? You have a perimeter that uh, you're monitoring. Um, you have, uh, uh, you know, security system out there. And then when you see a perimeter breach, then you send out a team to go look at that breach and then pick up some information. That's where Intel comes into play, right? And then they determine whether they need to start doing a base search or they need to start uh, looking at facilities uh, based on those alerts uh, and get after it, right? To take it from a phys- uh, from a cyber perspective to a physical perspective. Sure, yeah. that's fair. Okay. I, 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 would, yeah. I, would, I would say that that's really close. Um, one of the things to add to that is, is yes, when, whenever they're going out looking at the breach and, right. and involving Intel and looking at that, but we also have the front end with Intel who says, hey, by the way, these sort of activities have been seen other right. places or or in these areas. So go look specifically at this stretch of your friends. Right. All you know, in the dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's it's very much that. It's just the very digital version of that. Yeah. So it's right. It's a uh, which makes the fence line infinitely long. Right. Well, I was just going to ask that question, right? So when you start thinking about not just the physical piece, right? So uh, with the difference between a physical base, right? Uh, when we look at uh, JBSA or even just Chapman Annex where we're at today, um, we know what that perimeter looks like. But when it comes to cyber, that perimeter is totally different, right? It, we don't have geographic limitations as far as perimeters are concerned. We have areas of responsibility where we focus our, you know, this organization focuses or this mission set focuses on the AFNET. And so that's our that's our enclave, that's our AOR that we work within. But that doesn't mean that, that the impact of the work that we do stays within that as well. Right. We have joint implications. We have interagency implications. We have national and even some, in some cases, beyond on domestic uh, and international applications as well. So we have partnerships 
around the world. We look at 385 global sites. And so it's not, we're not limited just because we say we work within the AFNET doesn't necessarily mean we're US-based, Texas-based, right. San Antonio-based. That's not necessarily the case. The impact is, is potentially global depending on the circumstances. Ergo, Intel being such a great opportunity to give us tips and information sourced from all kinds of places around the world on, on a cyber threat that is going to impact the AFNET. So it's it's a very interesting, very large impact and information gathering um, platform and environment that we work within. And I would I would add to that too is that we have been pulled in before with with multiple three letter agencies or or other departments um, working their mission sets as well and working with them. So we do have we we do stretch outside of the normal just Department of the Air Force and we'll start doing DOD wide or we'll start even you know Department of State or whoever it might be and the, the different three letter agencies that are out there and working real live actionable items that that are out and about of, of uh, the bad guy trying to attack us. Um, and it's not just, not always just us in the Air Force that the, the bad guy is targeting, but but it's a, a joint effort a lot of times, um, which keeps it pretty fun and exciting too. Gotcha. And then Colonel Black, you're in charge of the maintenance side of the house, correct? What does that look like? Uh, so for the maintenance side, we, we provide the support to the operators, to the mission itself. Uh, I mean, we provide uh, administrative passwords reset. I mean, anything administrative like that for, is, is one section, right? The next section that we look at is the uh, making sure the uh, equipment, the weapon system is working and functioning co- properly. Uh, we also try and make uh, we make sure that the system itself is updated, you know, with any uh, updates, software, firmware updates to that. Okay. So we provide, the, you know, the maintenance support to operations. Validate the infrastructure ready to go so that operators can get out there and, and do their job. Yes, sir. Awesome. That's great stuff. So I was wondering if you guys can help me understand uh, what does uh, a day in the life of a 426 member look like? It's It's different. At right. every level, but I would I'll defer to Chief on the so a general operator, right? So if we're looking at um, you know I'm I'm a TR coming in on the UTA, um, going through the normal cycle, right? We do the sign and we do the brief, but what is what is a what does my job look like at the four two six? So on the operator side, when they show up, uh, you know it's it's a a lot a lot of an ask on an operator because they do have to get on to the weapon system, they do have to operate, they do have to maintain currency. And the way we do that is with real-world operations. So when they show up for the UTA, they're going to be working on the live weapon system. They're going to be working live alerts. It's, it's They're going to be hitting training marks um, and having people help them get to different training, training goals and, and milestones. But at the same time, it is really revolving around get on the weapon system and operate it. So they are in the AOR at that point, right? Mm-hmm. They are in the environment. Right. They are absolutely button heads with the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're, yeah, they're, they're getting their ones and zeros and they're shaping them into their knife and they're, they're taking stabs at, at the bad. So they're stabbing people in the face through cyberspace. Is what that's right. Them. Hoorah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not that I was setting you up for that or anything, but <clears throat> absolutely stabbing them in the face through cyberspace. That's right. Awesome. And uh, for a maintainer, what does that look like, sir? So we, you know, we come in, our day starts before they even show up, right? Because we got to make sure the weapon systems is up and ready and going. But when the operators do come in, you know, every now and then we have those folks. We try to make sure that their accounts and all good are set up and ready to go. But every now and then we get those individuals or people that uh, 
either lock themselves out. You know, we take take that in and resolve those issues. And then, for example, if they have issues with particular parts of the weapon system, they also bring that to us and we work through those troubleshooting, making sure that we are there and able to support the mission and find that bad guy. Awesome. All right. So, I mean, to me, I I think I can kind of grasp this, but I want to hear from you. Um, What makes your unit great? People. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. It it's a it's definitely a challenging thing, and, and cyberspace is always moving, and it's always advancing, and it's always it's very extremely dynamic, and it takes quite a bit to keep up with it. And the people that come in, the amount of drive and dedication that they have, is it's just astounding. And, and it's not just hey, I'm going to be smart with the ones and zeros. Um, I'm, I'm going to be smart with the infrastructure. I'm going to be smart with the intel. It's none of the, It's not just that. It's all of that. But then they also come into the building in the 426. Uh, and it's a point of pride of being a member of the 426 is that it's a family environment of the, I am absolutely 100% invested in the people sitting to the left or right of me. And that's the attitude that the people show up to the unit with too. And it's, it's really impressive because they do, they show up and they say, what can I do for you and to help you with what you're trying to accomplish with your career? What can I do to help you with accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish with this mission set? Um, very, very close knit organization when it comes to that. And I think that's what really sets it apart. The, the unit members um, have given us feedback in the way that we have led the organization in the last two or three years of being here. And it's been a it's been a privilege to actually be a part of their uh, their feedback and the comments that they make because honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that that they understood why they were here, they understood why they were coming into the organization every weekend, they understood what they were meant to do other than the job that they're supposed to do, the the airmanship, the wingmanship, the leadership, the followership aspect of the organization has been solidified. I think quite nicely. It had been formed and solidified quite nicely to the degree that they they really have bought into what we're doing and why we're doing it, which is a big, big deal. Um, you know, organizational culture is so incredibly important to Chief, myself, Colonel Black, all the leadership team members. We all understand what it's all about. And our members collectively, holistically understand that as well, which I think is kind of a rarity uh, as far as a whole organization. As large as we are at 150, uh, give or take, um, with with only a a small window of of hiring to be done yet to get to 100 percent. But for for the vast majority, if not the whole unit, they really, truly appreciate where we're coming from and where we're trying to take the organization, which is a it's a nice thing for us. Uh, on a leadership um, scale to, to know that we have people who have bought into the to the culture and to the idea of what we're doing. And uh, and that's what we and, t- you know, that's why we intend to carry forward as a legacy of the 426. I mean, just as a, a measurement of that in the last, well, three years, what well, this unit has won the uh, the McClellan Award, which is one of the highly competitive cyber awards. There's, there's not a whole lot of awards out there at the Air Force Reserve and the Air Force level that we can compete in uh, with the flying units and with the, you know, the combat comm units and the folks that, that deploy consistently. We don't have that kind of fighting muscle as far as recognition is concerned from a tangibility standpoint. And for us to win the McClellan three years in a row, 
uh, at the Air Force Reserve Command level is huge. Number one, number two, to win it at the um, Air Force or at the Air Force level in 2019 is another incredible feat and milestone by one little unit that could. So I'm I'm extremely proud of the leadership team of this unit. I'm extremely proud of the unit itself and the unit membership and all the work that everybody does and how they do it. And at the level that they do it, that they deserve every recognition there is. So this unit absolutely is is a is a great place to be. It's a great home for anybody who wants to hone their skills and be uh, a part of a great organization and a great leadership team. And and uh, and yeah, absolutely. This uh, it's it's a great place to be at the end of the day. Uh, and so after the people is really the mission set. It's absolutely crazy to me how many different places that the 426 touches because um, most people are like, hey hey it's cybersecurity or it's network warfare or it's cyber defense and you think the computer that I'm sitting at at my desk what people forget about is the aircraft that is a glass cockpit that has computer go- going on on it guess what it we touch that too um, uh, the the little iPads or the the electronic TOs that the maintainer has out on the flight line, that's something that we're we're engaged with as well. You know, it it, it spans the whole gambit. The um, the op board that's going on over in a COCOM someplace that's getting passed from from one COCOM commander to another or whatever it might be, hey, that's something that that we're protecting as well and we're engaged in as well. So it it can range quite a bit from day to day of where we're actually touching, but it is a worldwide thing. And it's in everywhere you look, there's some aspect of cyber going on. And, and that's just absolutely boggles my mind of how much it, how much spider web uh, goes on in the cyberverse around the entire globe. Okay. And that's a great segue, um, Chief. Joint exercises is another one that we have become quite um, I wouldn't say famous, but our folks really excel in joint exercises, uh, whether they're done at Fort Meade, Maryland uh, for Cyber Command itself, or if it's done at PACAF, PACOM, uh, for, for those types of exercises out there. Uh, various AORs, we are absolutely supporting exercises. And, and like I said, we somehow come out on top with recognitions for our folks consistently. And that just kind of speaks to the talent that we have in the organization, in the in the vested interest that people have to actually support the various missions, not just the ACD weapon system uh, on its own. So uh, the talent pool is incredible, and and uh, and it's not. I don't think that's a credit to to us as 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 fostering their talent. They they come in with the talent, right? They come in with the talent. We we protect the talent from a leadership standpoint. We we make sure that they have every single roadblock taken away from them, so that they have every opportunity to. Just gate forward and and just get it done. And th- there's such a huge opportunity for us because we do capitalize on the importance of that talent. And so it's a it's a neat experience to work with with such incredible individuals. Okay, awesome. Um, I guess you know, kind of uh, the final question I have for you guys today is, um, what do you do to, to to develop your team? Right. Go, chief. So. <laughs> He's so got 80% he, of the unit. That's, that's the most important thing to know about this is that the squadron superintendent has 80% of the unit because 80% of the unit is your enlisted force. Right. That That is the meat and potatoes in the backbone 
of, of any organization, but especially an operational organization. Now, that's not to say anything. I'm not knocking off my officers because they're they're pretty top notch themselves. No, uh, However, comma, I want to give credit to the 80 percent large of the organization first. Mm-hmm. And then I'll talk to the leadership aspect of it thereafter. Okay. So chief over to you, sir. So for the development of the team, it's it's a daily it's a daily go about, whereas there's an expectation, not just if every member's coming in and they're looking out for one another and they're being good wingmen, that's fantastic. But how do you take them to the next level? How do you progress their career with their technical skill set, with their with their Air Force skill set, um, moving them off a of keyboard into management type of type of roles, uh, those sort of things. But developing the airmen, um, developing them on those on that per professional technical level and then on the professional air force airman level that's a a daily um, demand signal and that is something that we really put a lot of emphasis on which is hey by the way yet like like you heard uh with colonel black saying the maintenance team comes in and they've got to come in early and they actually are looking at stuff the day before the uta starts at a minimum and usually you got a couple of agrs at least who are looking at it a week out making sure everything's set um, and the, the ops folks coming in early because they've got to get their their mission brief. They've got to get out on the floor and get on on the on the actual weapon system and in the in the AOR. There, but there's still that that daily demand signal from them of saying, "Hey, by the way, this is the expectation. You are doing all this work, and we're also going to expect this on top of it." Right. And the, this that's on top of it is supervisors being supervisors, the superintendents being super and learn and leading and developing that next level and that next layer of folks and making sure that, hey, our tech sergeants are being developed to be master sergeants, not just in the 426, but to be the most competitive ones anywhere that they go in the rest of their career. And that's our return for the, the level of effort that they they give us is that we will develop them. We will send them to whatever schools we possibly can. Uh, we will help them get set up for whatever certifications that they're trying to. Um, all of these different things. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's not a one-way relationship that we have with with the unit. It's a. It's a two-way relationship. There's the give and take. Yes, you're going to perform, and, and the unit obviously performs like that. That that's right. where we get our reputation from. That's where we get the awards and accolades from. But the return is is hey, by the way, whenever you step anywhere else you are going to be the most competitive one. You are going to be prepared. You are going to be ready for whatever life brings you. And one of the conversations I've been having recently too is it's not the way that we see success. It's how the individual sees the success in their life. What is it that means that they're being successful to them? Then how do we get them there? Gotcha. And it's not just, yeah, I'm not just going to build you to be what I need in the unit or whatever that I'm going to build you to where you want to go with your career and with your life. Okay, and-, and the same thing applies to the officers. I mean, the officers obviously have a different mandate uh, at their levels, and we have the preponderance of officers at the major level right now on the field grade side. We're growing the lieutenant bucket quite significantly, and uh, and that's a good thing for us. And and as we recruit, and recruiting services helps us out with that. There is a great coordination with recruiting services to make sure that not only do these officers have the qualifications, but that they fit within the organization. There's That's a huge deal for us is to have the, the right people fit, 
you can train anybody, anything operationally, but if they're not a good fit to the organization, we have to do a better job of making sure that we find the right candidates that fit. So that's one of the big, big things on that front. But in terms of developing our officers, my, my biggest priority is to make sure that, like the chief said, I understand what it is that they want out of life. Okay. Okay. Just because I see an officer as a, as a commander and, and, you know, gallivanting the rest of the planet in the Air Force to, to, to serve doesn't necessarily mean that that officer wants to do that. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean I, I cut it down either and go, oh, well, then that means they're just not going to do anything and they're just going to sit somewhere. And that's not the case. They have exceptional potential in the position where they are. There might be a locality thing where they want to stay local to a certain place for family reasons. I can still support that as a commander. I don't need to stunt their career just because. So those opportunities are great, but they're like the chief said, there is a two-way communication. It's a two-way street. And we strive to make sure that both sides of that communication is heard and supported and executed for to the benefit of the member because a happy member is a happy organization because the mission is supported. And it makes life a lot easier for the leadership team to make sure that we don't have drama. We're trying to keep the drama to a minimum. Awesome. Sounds like a really great unit. It right? is. Um, I know that uh, from my perspective, you guys are doing a lot of great work. I have great airmen across the board and all those AFSCs. Um, and that uh, I can personally attest to individuals, uh, you know, progressing in their, their capabilities, as well as moving on to bigger and better things out of your unit on a regular basis uh, for, for having that growth opportunity because they were those best candidates in those, those situations. So didn't you start off? I was going to say, you're a great example of that, Chief, aren't you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Definitely, I don't toot my own horn, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But, well, we'll uh, do it for you. Awesome, I appreciate it. But no, I really thank you, um, Colonel Groning, Chief Yuki, Colonel Black, for for um, you know kind of giving us an insight to, to the 426 uh family, uh, what the mission is, uh, what you guys do to develop your airmen. Are there any parting uh, comments that you want to make uh, about your unit, ma'am? I just, you know, this is going to be heard outside of just this unit and, and the Air Force, and it's just going to be public forum. Um, I just want to continue to tout the, the the pride that I have in this organization and, and every single member of this unit, because uh, if it wasn't for those members doing what they do on a daily basis, what you all do on a daily basis, uh, I don't. I think my job would be tremendously uh, more complex and complicated. So I'm eternally grateful for that. So that's that's my parting gift for this, uh, or my parting comment for this uh, for this podcast. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to y'all. Thank you, Chief. Any party shots? So the four two six rocks, um, and I would challenge you to look anywhere across the wing to say where there is a fingerprint that comes that that doesn't have some four two six tinge on it someplace because it's not just that we're doing the the cyber defense mission it's that we're also reaching out and involved with the group involved with the wing involved with the other the other units across the wing there is 426 flavor on just about everything that's going on um, so and it's really humbling to be a part of a team that can do that and and to be a part of it awesome well on behalf of uh leadership. Thank you for being uh, the leaders that you are. Thank your airmen for all the efforts that they make, the great, wonderful work that they do. And uh, I can't can't, can't speak enough or highly enough of uh, all individuals in your unit. So thank you. Thank you. To uh, our uh, cyber airmen out there, I hope you have a great day.